have no audio. So how about now? Yes. Hang on. Uh, you can hear me. Can you hear the rest of them? Guys, say hi. We have audio, apparently. Now we have audio. Now we have audio. Perfect. Yay! Finally, welcome uh, to this episode of Geek End, where we're going to talk about board games. And this is a historic Geek End, because for the first time ever, there are no British guys involved. So, Brexit! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> yes. First of all, we have a my Italian friend who is here because he loves board games as much as I do, and he have in Chesterfield a uh, board game shop called the Geek Headquarters. It's what Chinimin. What Chinimin? Say hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. And then we have Shrewd Viking, who is another Dane and who also loves board games and who taught me anything I know about board games. Basically, got my love back from board games. It's Shrewd Viking. Hello. Um, I said we're going to talk about board games today, and uh, hang on, I have made it such a great mistake to uh, actually get on my phone what I'm about to say, so it's not very, uh, very big. Uh, my first board games was HeroQuest and a game called uh, Formula One, uh, two games that could not be more apart if you tried. <laughs> And uh, but they but I still love them because the social aspect of it, the social uh, tendencies of it. Um, board games come in different varieties. They could take hours and days. It could take minutes and maybe less. Um, we're gonna tonight talk about the past, the present, and the future of board games. So guys, your very first board game that you can remember. What was that? Oddly enough, for myself, was as well a hero quest. <laughs> yeah, I had to save a lot of uh, weekly money from my parents to actually afford it because when I bought it was uh, very expensive for just a, a ten-year-old kid, and it was my first double into fantasy, into adventure, into miniatures, if you want to, and it was something that I played endlessly with my friends uh, and with my uh, brother, long time oh. ago. <laughs> Again, the social aspect. What about you, Shrewd? Uh, I think the first board game I can remember playing myself uh, would probably, uh, well, beyond the, the basic board games, of course, would probably be something aligned, uh, along the line of uh, Matador. Or Monopoly. Version of Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly. That's probably the first thing I remember. Yes, Monopoly. The game that divides family, that kills friendships. Yeah. Um, well, yes. Yes. Kinda. Yes. <laughs> and make brothers chasing each other around the room. That yeah. happens as well. Or table flips, uh, or yes, divorces. <laughs> oh, yes. Flip, flip the table and just walk off in anger. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I remember uh, on uh, on uh, on Hero Quest, the very first assignment, you, that little booklet that you got with the different mm -hmm. assignments in. Um, the first assignment, it was easy. We took about 15 minutes or so. So we said, okay, there are about 16 jobs in here. Let's do them all if they're all this short. Uh, seven yeah. uh, seven hours later, we went, ah, no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, come on, please. We probably can date the first table flip to a game of Monopoly. The first rage quit table flip in history of gaming is a game of Monopoly somewhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. But chess. I can't really just. I can't really imagine a table flip in chess. You can't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you took my queen. You. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you can't imagine a streaker at a chess game. Yeah, well, that too, as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> Monopoly is intentionally confusing and unfair. Yes. Yes, it is. It is indeed. You can't, you can't, you can't argue with that one. 
also, Professor, according to the family you play with or the friends you play, there are always different rules about uh, on how to acquire property, on how to make people pay, and such and such. So it is not confusing, but it is also uh, custom-made rules always happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't and get a hotel it's not in a good game. It's, You can't really call it a good game when it's teaching younglings that the, most, uh, that the safest place to be is in prison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Katie says, Triple Pursuit is probably the best board game for me, if you can call it that. Well, it is a board game. You play it on a board, so yes, it is a board game. Yeah, it uh, is a board game. I love all the different versions, the feature of all these different franchises. Uh, thank you, Katie. That actually brings me on to my next question. Um, when you think about uh, board games, yes, as Katie says, there are different varieties of Triple Pursuit. Uh, me, personally, I have the 80s version. I have the difficult version, I have Disney version, I have uh, the normal version, and um, I almost got the Harry Potter version uh, of Drill Pursuit. Um, if You can't imagine that with um, Monopoly. Yeah. You can't imagine. There are, all, there are all these games that are special in lines of quizzes, in lines of... Um, like we talked about earlier, Warhammer now comes up with Warhammer Underground. Uh, and But um, is there a limit to board games in the in the, in that sense? I don't really think there is because the board games are practically tied to franchises as well. Whenever a new franchise arrives, practically every one of the old type of games, the uh, classic, if you will, will get a new version tailored to that new franchise. That's true. Uh, in, uh, uh, yes. like a couple of years ago, I think that the uh, royalties for um, Call of Tulu and all the Lovecraft uh, uh, mythos has become uh, free for all. So every single board game producer has produced a Cthulhu expansion. There is a, a literally, I think, 30 or 40 different new titles rebranded as let's do a version with Call of Cthulhu because now it's royalty free. Everybody can produce whatever they want with the license now. <laughs> yes. I need to try the Cthulhu Monopoly. Just to say, I now own the Nightmare Woods. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love the tin case, the Triple Disney Triple Yes. Yeah. Yes, that tin case. That tin case. Yes. Uh, Professor says Monopoly was conceived as a satire of capitalism. That's actually true. That is th absolutely weird enough. That's true. I mean, we have, uh, but almost all games was conceived as a satire. Uh, Formula One, the board game back in the came out in '83, I think. It was yeah. also based on because the satire of yeah, Formula One. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. But yeah, the, the the idea in Monopoly that you can get out of prison if you have a, a right ticket or you can pay your way out, uh, that's what politicians most or capitalists do. If you have more money, you can avoid to get in prison. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yes. Okay, I got another question for you. I have beautiful fiance. Uh, three years ago, for the first time ever, she walked into a a, a game shop uh, like Geek Headquarters we have here in Copenhagen called Barrow Cigars, and uh, you know three three floors filled with anything a board gamer loves. Uh, so we stayed in there for about forty five minutes, and when she came out, she <laughs> she says, "This is a whole new world. I did not <laughs> even know this world existed. This is brand new to me." I, I ask you, well, what do you, what do you, what do you usually buy your your uh, board games? Well, at a toy store, for instance. Okay, okay. Yeah. That that got me thinking. Should we? Uh, and I'm mostly talking to you here, Wachi. Uh, <laughs> should you, as a board games seller, be better to advertise for your games? I mean, five years ago, you could not see an ad break here in Denmark without the different board game on. But yes. we don't normally see that anymore. Are we, as gamers, as nerds, as geeks, too bad to not advertise to the world, hey, come in and see us? We are not. I, 
yeah, that's a very good question. I think that there is still an inherited uh, concept about being a geek is always the guy with the uh, glasses with the scotch tape on, uh, on, on the middle and he's always the one that lives in a basement that doesn't have contact with the opposite sex and other type of things. Those stereotypes that always are present in our culture. And being a geek now in general is starting slowly by all the endorsement of the celebrities, all the people that, oh, by the way, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, by the way, I play this game. And now that is now more renowned, more into the public world of the VIP, people are starting to think maybe maybe it's not just a sector that is uh, the the strand of the society and is in the corner of society nobody wants to talk about it because they are our dark side but i can understand why you don't see them a lot as of yet it's it's still we are trying to make our break into mm. into the real world from it's, our basements it's slowly <laughs> being accepted as part of the mainstream Exactly. Yeah, because because you don't see. Uh, I've seen a lot of people going on dates, playing games. I've seen a lot of people just having a family night where they play games, board games. I see. Uh, I've actually been to parties where you got drunk, you start play board games. I mean, so yeah. why we are considered geeks just because we, you know, the negative term geek, uh, just because we play games that are. Well, you have to be a little bit more intelligent than just play uh, Ludo or chess to be able to play. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's that, that's uh, absolutely. I mean, the the complexity of, of some of the games that require you to sit through a session of a couple of hours just to learn how to uh, yeah. place the board on on properly on the table. Those are the games that, of course, are not uh, for everybody that has. Uh, no patience, for example, that you can't do that. But at the same time, there are games that are so easy that you can explain in literally two minutes, uh, and that's your entry uh, gateway to a more complex world that you can explore if you want to. Yes, exactly, exactly. In... Yeah, yeah, we've also reached the time where we have to uh, actually sit down and talk about how much time do we actually have to play game, uh, game X in this situation. I mean, do we have an hour? Then we should probably take a s smaller game. But are we actually decided to... Now we have games where we actually have to say, okay, we're going to sit down this entire weekend to play this game. Exactly. Yes, like... Um, what was that game? Uh, Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium. <laughs> it's a game where yes. a week is probably not enough to finish one yeah, of those games. Exactly. Yes, that's the game. I... Also, uh, I mean... Settlers of Catan is also take a while to set up. Um, yeah. So basically, half the I mean half the fun is sometimes just setting it up, just talking about what's we go, how we're gonna play it or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so freaking fun. Um, what's your favorite board game? Hmm. That's a very weird question, a very odd question to somebody that played a lot of of them. <laughs> um, if we want to extend the concept of board game to everything that you play with physical things and not a video game, even if it's not made of plastic or cardboard, I always have to say Magic the Gathering. For me, it has been the biggest and the brightest and the strongest example of let's call it a game that you play on a table. Not necessarily a board game, but a game that you play on a table with friends. Yes, I should maybe clarify that. But tonight it's not just board games. We're talking about games you play on a table, board games. Uh, More tabletop games. Table, yeah, tabletop games in general, but card and everything. So yeah, uh, Magic the Gathering also. Uh, like, I, like I told you the other day, it's not me. Not because I don't find it fun to watch, but I don't understand it. And <laughs> Shrewd Viking has tried to play... It may be played a couple of times, but yeah, never any um, and again, luck. It is a game that has a a long learning curve. I was yes. so many mechanics in it. But as a Professor is also suggesting here in the chat, uh, if you want to go extend the spectrum once again, 
Dungeons and Dragons is the perfect board game yes. that technically has all the elements of a board game. You sit with friends, you you spend the evening, the weekend, uh, playing the same game, uh, pen, paper, uh, dice, uh, miniatures, maps. So you have all the world of board games in one single media, which is the role-playing game. Yeah. Uh, Shrewd, favorite game? Um, I would probably say that it's uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, a, another card game. Where I simply li- love it because it's so goofy and over the top. They're playing these weird heroes that has to defeat, that has to work together to defeat some insane, uh, insane supervillain. Yeah. I have, yes. to, I have to banish. There are two for me. One is Resistance, uh, and the other is Cards Against Humanity, which proves me as a shows me as a person. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you want to betray your friends and, and assault them by doing it? Yes. Yes. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if you if you could uh, look into, I mean, uh, when we look back from forty years back. Uh, if we look back at the 40 years ago, the games were, as we talked about, board, it was Backgammon, it was Checkers, it was Monopoly, it was those older games. If you look back from 40 years from now and look at the games we have now, um, will they be considered old-fashioned games at that time? Do, do we progress? Do board games yeah. pro- progress? Board game, sorry, board game progress in the terms of the media that is used. There are games currently that uses apps that are linked to your phone to add an additional level of depth to the game. Now, the, the very big example is XCOM. There is the board game of XCOM, any man known, and you have an app that tells you in real time what are the tasks that you have to choose so it adds an additional level and i think in 40 years from now we must still consider these games vintage but the same dungeons and dragons now has evolved from the paper version and people at my sessions comes with a tablet that has the character sheet and they have a a dice roller inside an app so the, the media has already evolved in terms of the role-playing because there is the digital version now that is not replacing it, but making it more uh, faster to deal with. So it is evolving. Yes, Tot? Yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would agree with you that uh, the games we play now might someday be called vengeance of some kind, but I don't think they will ever re-update uh, the status of being classics like Ludo or... Uh, Backgammon or chess or the like. But I think that's also because that the older games didn't really have that uh, background to them, the story of them. Where now, nowadays when you play a game, it's always setting up the story. You're a hero, you're a villain, you're, uh, you're someone who's trying to get something. Or There's always a story in, in the board games now. Where in the old ones, you just move that piece somewhere to try and win. That, that was all they were. Yeah, I wouldn't say. It wasn't that... a story of why, what the pieces in Ludo were. They just needed to get into that set of pieces just to win. Yeah, you don't have to just correct you. You don't have to always to be bad or good. I mean, Seglas of Catan, you're not bad or good. You're just a merchant, basically. Yes. Yeah. But it's always <laughs> setting you up as some story you have to try and play out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but my personal thought is, I mean, for like you said, 20, 30 years ago, uh, co-op games in board games, uh, you only had the role-playing games. You only had Dungeons and Dragons. You only had uh, Hero Quest. But like uh, Professor says, yeah, working with friends like Legendary, like Pandemic, um, yeah, they they have come out and they've come to stay because I hear more and more people exactly say that thing. Well, I like board games where you play against. Board. Yes. I, yeah. mean, I also thoroughly enjoy that kind of game. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that the, the most intense board gaming session I ever had was around the game of Pandemic. And th- that is the one of the type of games you can't play multiple games in a night because at the end of one, either if you win or you fail, you feel 
drained because you either defeated the board and you feel so excited, wow, we made it, or you feel depressed because you, you condemned the world to a, a future of, of viruses that destroy you. <laughs> so there's a, two it's different exhausting. levels of... It's, it's an exhausting game in a good way. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I also think that those kind of games open up how many can actually sit down and play a game. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people know that guy or girl or something that, that's a bit too competitive to play a game with. Well, when you're playing a co uh, cooperative game where you're playing against the board, that doesn't really come into effect that often. Because you can't really be overly aggressive towards a piece of cardboard. Um, well, when, when you're playing, for instance, yeah, um, uh, Monopoly of some, you know, some sort, uh, they're suddenly playing against you and uh, being overly aggressive against you. That's probably, that's suddenly uh, a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I have but you to... can always invite them to play the uh, cooperative games. I, 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 have to, I have to do this. I'm curious. I'm sorry, Wachi. Um, Noxious, has he ever flipped a board? I have to know this. I, uh, I... No. <laughs> no, she, she, she never flipped... Uh... Uh, noxious cat in chat is my wife. Uh, no, she never flipped the board, but uh, we we played board games against each other, and I will say 90% of the time I tend to win because I don't know. It's something that is innate in me that I can find easier solution for things that are way too complicated. I don't know. It's something that happens. So she she just, she enjoyed to play the games because I I sometimes force her to but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 how we are yes yeah. well i have to be honest i i did once imaginative flipped a board game and it was uh, some know some doesn't know uh Shrewd viking is my baby brother so there you have it um he once we once played I can't remember what it was, but we were sitting on his uh, bedroom floor and we was playing this. And uh, me being the older, <clears throat> who actually was the child at that time, uh, took the board and tried to flip it. But instead of flipping it, I actually shot one of the pieces up in my eye and I couldn't see for two days. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> flipping boards can be dangerous. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there are a lot of spiky bits on top of it. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh like the uh the twenty sided dice. No the mm -hmm. not the yeah the twenty sided. Four sided is, is a spiky one. The four sided ones, yes. Yeah, there is a there is a mythos that says that now there is a, something that is more dangerous than uh, stepping onto a Lego is stepping on a four sided dice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because they always land with a top up. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Call it physics. Um, legendary. I have there. Uh, I am on rocky ground now because legendary. Is it Marvel? Right. Yes. Legendary. Oh, yeah. Legendary is a franchise that spans across multiple uh, licenses, like Aliens, like Firefly, like Marvel, DC sometimes. Okay. And it basically is a deck building game in which you play against the board and you acquire new cards from your, for your deck that you keep drawing and playing against the enemies of the board. And you have to work with your friends because the tasks that are the missions that you have to do are co-op missions. So you play a card that helps your friend to pass a specific, a specific task and you can play a card to help you and such and such. And of course they are themed around those franchises. I played personally the Alien ones and it was brutal. The Firefly version of course has only one season and is not even a joke. It's re literally that. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, thanks Fox. But the, the, the Marvel version was uh, became so proper that it became, it became the standard of, uh, of yes. legendary. It has like uh, seven or eight different expansions for all the main storyline of Marvel Comics. Yeah. Hmm. Beautiful game. Beautiful Maybe. game. Of course, with original artworks and such other things. Maybe I should get my hands on that. So. Mm. I Actually, got the villain version. If, uh, so. You got the what? Uh, the Marvel uh, villains version of the game. So. Wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Villains version. Is this the... 
What's you it play the villains against the heroes instead of the other way around. Oh, what was that card game we we used to play a lot? Uh, where you got where you are the pickpocket or you were, um, what's it called? Munchkin. Munchkin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Munchkin. Another game that tends to break friendship uh, and. Uh... <laughs> Yes, there is a Firefly version, Professor. Yeah, trust me, Professor. I'm going on Google afterwards too. Trust me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Munchkin. Uh, there are also like 10, 12, 13, 14 different versions of that. Yes. Yeah, and most of them are designed so they so they can cooperate with each other. Yes, yes. That's also the other thing that I love with those series games. You can mix them, mix and match all of them. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I had something written down that I want your opinion on. Yes. Yes, here it is. Recent years have shown a trend away from the stale male and pale. You know what that means? As the industry and the hobby opens up to new creators, designers, and, and enthusiasts, board game meetups are no longer entirely dominated by the middlemen in pups, and the growing diversity has been has been seen in all areas of the hobby. The industry, too, is also expanding, although somewhat slower, to include people of all backgrounds. Uh, when playing on PC and consoles, it's easier to find others with common gaming ground, but with Facebook, Twitter, Facebook and Twitter, it's getting easier to find other like-minded board gamers. I have... Page, page. <laughs> Hang on. There it is. Uh, I have found new playmates on the hero on the hero quest world on Facebook. If we did not have these social medias, the board games would have found their endings within a few years. True or false? True. Although it's very true that social media put people together. Uh, it's probably one of the best use of the of the media itself that actually put people together for doing something together not just sharing candy crush uh, uh, candies uh, but the thing is uh, the media and meetups physical meetups uh, are now the the way to go for gathering a group you start with a uh, a message in a bottle sent into a facebook media and say i'm looking for a group for players anybody around and somebody tune in the radio and says oh i might be interested i have the same interest are you local? Can we meet up somewhere? And there, the group starts, and there, the adventure starts, and everything else starts with that. It's it's incredible. It is. I mean, uh, yeah. like, like I said, I found uh, three friends who also play Hero Quest. I wanted to play again, and um, yeah, we meet until a couple of months ago. We meet up every Thursday night and play a new new chapter. I mean, <laughs> we it's fun. Um, shrewd, if 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 you we normally go to that uh, gaming cafe, do yeah, you meet I, others in there and play with others besides the one you ca you, you come with? Not normally, no. But I but I have been looking. I found an app that literally says there where people could put up messages. I would like to play this, and you can literally say I don't want messages for people that are more than twenty miles away or fifty miles away. So. So you can tailor it to how far you want to travel to play games. You got an app for that? Yeah, there's a... <laughs> you got to show it to me. So basically, it's, it, 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 is it, is it is Tinder for board gamers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left Swipe. if you don't like <laughs> this. Sure. Uh, oh, my um, God. Um, I, I just some research. Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have a pro tour going all over the world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The guy who won the most is Paolo De Rosa from Brazil, who has yes. this year, on 2018, until uh, July 1st, have won $450,000. I am in so the wrong business. Backgammon <laughs> and chess are also officially known as sports. Uh, Warhammer is uh, a tournament coming up in Coventry. Yes. In, uh, September or October? I don't remember. Yes. A huge one with, I, as far as I can read now, uh, 3,000 
uh, spectators coming on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that is huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Again. But the, but the thing is, people see it's more acceptable that uh, uh, a world championship of Overwatch is something that now everybody watches and people win uh, real money. Magic the Gathering did uh, prizes for, for gaming way, way before there was any esports around. In fact, if without Magic the Gathering, we won't have World Championship of Hearthstone because the game wouldn't exist. True. Magic true. the Gathering yeah. is the granddad of all card games ever created and is the granddad of all the professional gaming tournaments of all medias. Yeah. And speaking of Hearthstone, uh, sad news for Denmark. The two guys who were supposed to participate uh, couldn't find the sponsors to help them go to. Oh, uh, that's a sad thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Las Vegas. So they're uh, so they've withdrew they've withdrawn from the contest. That's, that's a good news. Yeah, that's annoying because I mean, when you are the world best at a game, you should be able to find sponsors. I mean, and Hearthstone yeah. is a famous game, but, but yeah, yeah. Okay. that's very sad indeed. Yeah, I actually only have one question left about board games. Mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, I know it's been 40 minutes. Um, so chat, if you want to jump in, hit it. Uh, if you guys have anything else, hit it. I, I mean, I maybe I have pushed my well, boundaries a bit. Too I, far. I, I have a topic if you want. Sure. Which is, which is uh, an evolution of what is considered now. The, start, the the golden rule for board game, which is the what is called uh, the the legacy system. Legacy system is a system that evolves through time and through play um, play games. Uh, the moment you play the first game, the game changes permanently. All the media in the game changes permanently, and from the next from the subsequent play you have a completely different game to play with. Um, one of the biggest example of this, just to return uh, into board games, is into a game that we already mentioned is Pandemic. Pandemic, you can buy the box, you play the game, it doesn't change at all. But then you have Pandemic Legacy, and it's like watching a, a series of 24. You start with a board, after the first mission, the board changes permanently. You can't redo the first game ever. You the board, you apply stickers, you write on the board, you have to tear apart cards, you have secret boxes you have to only open at specific times. And that golden rule has started now to spread across the the, the spectrum of a board game with games like uh, Gloomhaven and so on. So this has become, if you want to have a successful board game, do the legacy system because that will keep the players hooked over three four months playing uninterruptedly cool yeah i i'm personally fearful for the future of that kind of game because what if there's a game you really truly enjoy and you keep up with but it just dies out at some point and well, then you're it, sitting there with a game you pay for and you can't start over well, the, the the example i keep giving is a game like pandemic legacy season one cost uh, 65 pounds what and he offers a minimum of 12 sessions so if you do the tally it is a fiver per session how much it costs to go to a cinema well, yeah. for an experience that lasts two hours and then when it's passed it's passed which is basically playing one session of pandemic is basically the same you just anticipate all the season in one go and then you just play how many want how many times you want. So what you <laughs> that's have, always a, yeah. So what you're talking about is like uh, PC games tale, get different mm. episodes and just put into board games and you get and you go down to the for example Geek Headquarters one each month and get a new uh, a new uh, continuation of the game. Yes. When I played Pandemic Season One, I played every three weeks with my group in the shop one session at a time so if you count up how many weeks it took us to finish the game that's how much is your investment in time and money at that point cool that would <laughs> be fun a, actually 
Yeah, there's a question from Professor. What got you all into board games? Watch you first. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a very shy kid. I had very little friends. And uh, one of my friends had this fantastic board game, which was HeroQuest. And we started to play because there was nothing else for us for to go around. I, live, I grew up in a big city like Milan. There's not much you can do outside if you live in an apartment. So we closed into our apartments and we started to play board games. <laughs> That's what basically what I, <laughs> was my, my life since I was 10 years old. I'm 38 now, so you can understand how long it took me. What about you, Geek? Me? Well, actually, I'm going to like to hear Shrewd first because that's a little... Yeah, uh, well, I've always played games with uh, with my family, but it was more like uh, on and off, just having fun because, well, we were, we were together. But what got me truly into the whole idea of literally making time in my schedule to play games was uh, uh, I as well was very shy as a, uh, when I was young, so... I was uh, practically uh, forced into a club, uh, a socializing club by my uh, parents, where uh, one of the, I think actually it was the first day I arrived, said hello to everybody, walked around to find something to do, and walked into a room where, where there was uh, four kids my age uh, sitting and playing Dungeons and Dragons, and said, hey, pull up a chair, come and play. And since then, I've been playing all types of games. And the reason why I said him first is because actually uh, when he started there, uh, a couple of his friends came home and they were sitting in his room. Okay. And <laughs> they were uh, 12, 13, 12. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, 14, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what? Because I can hear three boys laughing and sometimes muttering and then laughing. And I was, I, I, as the older brother, I got curious and said, what the f*** is going on in there? So I went in and I see these guys sitting on the floor playing a board game. So I got sucked in like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then when I when Christmas came and I got HeroQuest, I was sold. I was sold immediately. So, yeah, that's how I got into board games. And also, the uh, I have to say that my interest for board games started again after watching YouTube because it went out for a few years. And uh, I watched this YouTube channel uh, called uh, Geek and Sundry, and they played uh, tabletop games. Yes. And, yes. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And, uh, and he was... And it was... The first one I actually saw was um, help me out here. Pandemic, and uh, yes, it's, it's it sucked me right in. And then uh, Resistance with uh, the girl from Warehouse Twelve. Um, oh yes, I remember that episode. Yes, yes, yes. So it brought me back right back into the old times with playing board games. So yeah, so two times actually. I was sucked in to the board gaming world. <laughs> um, yeah, come on. But there is an interesting another uh, topic of uh, board games in, in general. We always laugh uh, when uh, there is a movie industry trying to make a movie out of a video game because 99% of the times they fail miserably. Yes. But when there is uh, a board game industry taking the, the the step of making a board game out of a video game that most of the time succeed in splendid colors. The example is, as I said earlier, XCOM. But there is also another example, which is probably one of my favorite, even though you can't play this game for a long time, which is This War of Mine. Yeah. The video game of This War of Mine is one of the most depressing and yet beautiful video game I ever played. The board game is truly the 100% representation of the board game. And yet you can't play that game more than a couple of hours because the amount of internal dread that you get from playing this type of games is so intense that you have to step out for a second and say, okay, let's calm down a little bit. Let's have a fresh air outside and then, and then, <laughs> and then do something in, else. And then beg in. Yeah, I know that. 
I know. I, funny enough, I know that feeling. I think. I yeah. didn't, but I did not know that this world of mine had a board game. Yes. Another thing to Google. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> interesting board game that are either they come from the video game and then they become a board game, or they do vice versa. Yeah. The, yeah. the vice versa. The vice versa uh, example is terraforming Mars. Yes. Yes. I really need to try that at some point. I've seen it. <laughs> All, all around. That gives me a question. Um, like you said, yes. it's 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 mentally draining. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that when I've been playing with uh, Shrewd Viking and we've been playing uh, some uh, uh, role-playing games, tabletop, uh, we always get in emotionally into the game. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, when he was GM and he took uh, 600 gold coins from me, I actually felt pissed at him. Personally, <laughs> in real life, I mean, you don't see. Yes, you see that often, also in in computer games. But we also see it a lot. People don't know this, but we see it a lot also on board games that we actually get emotionally involved. We 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 do get that feeling of ah, oh, he took my money. Yeah, but that, but that's when you when you know that whoever you're playing with is doing the right way of playing the the yes. game. Yes. If you feel that attachment, if you feel that emotionally involved into your character, into the whatever you're playing, that's when you know that both parties, you and your DM or whoever is running the game, has done the perfect job. Yes. And may I just quick, I know he's my baby brother and such, but he is an awesome GM. He really knows how, when, to, when to push your buttons and when to tweak your, the other buttons. And that's he, very cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, that's also something that um, when you play when you when you play a game on on a board game, it it could be anything from uh, chess and onwards. You do get involved. You do get that sense of much. You you can't mm-hmm. help it. You can't help it. I mean, it's. It's what both, I love about both board games. Both and uh, positively. Yes, I yes. Mean, I've had the giggles a lot of times playing different games just because something stupid just started happening. But yes. if you want, if you, if we want to connect to the start of the Geek End, Monopoly, you get really involved <laughs> when somebody steals your uh, property or makes you pay a million pounds for staying one night. You you get pissed off because it's the purpose of the game to make you pissed off of the injustice of the system, the capitalism is wrong, or whatever other things. Because then you, you realize that, yes, it is a family game. But as a family game, it creates such an involvement into the story that this game is narrating to you in which your father is stealing all your hotels and <laughs> nobody's stopping on your houses and why me why am i always going to be the one in prison why can't i find that card that make me out of prison yes so <laughs> it's 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 why do i pay bill after bill after bill and he keeps landing on it and taking the money yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly that is i mean it's it's so freaking awesome um do you guys have anything else I I don't know if there's anybody else in, in chat that wants to ask anything. Maybe give a couple of minutes mm, there. <laughs> if there isn't, I have just I have a few more things to announce, but I also have a little thing. Okay, uh, well, I think you can probably if there is a question, I will I will reply on uh, on okay. direct chat, so you uh, can go on. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you a little story. Um, I once lived far away from my daughter, uh, and uh, <clears throat> and that was until she was 11 years old. When she turned when she turned 11, she actually called me one day and said, "Dad, won't you won't you come over here and live with me again? Not far from me because I want to see you more often." And yeah, sure, I I would love to. So I moved. We are now I'm living currently 30 kilometers from her, and we were strangers at the time when we connected again. But what got us together was actually board games. We played Go Fish. We played Ludo. We played uh, Rummy. We played... Yeah, we, we board gamed connected. Uh, in order to, to, to... Because when we played, we talked. So, how was school? So, 
how are you? What's your favorite stuff at school? Because I actually didn't know those things at the, at the time, but that was what connected us also. It was, and to this day, actually, I just sent her home today. Yesterday, we actually sat down and played Go Fish. A 15-year-old <laughs> girl and her dad. I mean, that's what board games can do. That's what, that what games, tabletop games can do also. I mean, it's, it's the most it's a, board games can be the most annoying thing in the world. It can be it can be the best thing in the world. It could be that thing where, well, again, you look into the eyes of your friend and goes, "I just took all your fucking hotel." It's, <laughs> it's the part where you where you where you in pandemic beat that piece of shit of a board and say, "Hell yes, we did it!" and high fives. It's it's the social of it that I love so much. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bonding. There's always those uh, those things you you will never ever know about your friends or family until you play a board game with them. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people say couples who try out their relationship go to IKEA. No. Couples no. who want to try out their relationships play board game. Play yeah. Monopoly or diplomacy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mon- Monopoly. Monopoly. And then, if you survive a game like that, then you're bound to be staying with that person for the rest of your life. Yes, and never, ever, ever have a divorce attorney's lawyer next to the board game. Mm. Mm. We, no. we read all the rules until the last word. Yes. <laughs> to, see, to find a way to cheat our way into the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. That was Indeed, fun. it was. So the announcements. Um, featured member is not coming out tonight. Do we have? We don't have. No, we don't have the featured member coming out tonight. Uh, but what we do have is a stream team, ladies and gentlemen. We have got a stream team on BNN, and the lucky members already know. And if you've been on BNN site, you also know what who's, who's lucky members. The lucky members are Lola Sunny Butter, Twisty Shape, Happy Feet, Wachini Man, congrats, Kutwichi, Pork Chop, Weird One, Ga, and Katie120. And these are the ones that currently are. If you are going to be on the stream team, you have to be more active on being in Discord, being in chat, being in. What you call it? Uh, like we say, we love to help, but we also love being helped. And uh, if you don't, if you are new in here and you don't know what BNN is, uh, where we been? BNN is a British nerd network, not only for British people but for people all around the world who are nerds, and we love to stay together. And if you want more info, go to uh, BNN.com. I think it is. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> there should be the link down there yeah, anyway this, yeah. in the stream. And, and the clip competition. If you go into BNN's Discord, you can actually see the clips that are in the competition at the moment. I don't have a clip in, in clip competition, but uh, in a couple of days the voting's over and we have a top four which we have to vote on, and then we announce the winner of this month's BNN clip competition. And of course, uh, let me just check. Uh, what's the vote for? Yeah, like I said, I put it down here so I can't remember. I got that thing. I'm old. Stop bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yes. So uh watch you what you watch you when and what are you playing next? I will be playing I think in a half an hour gonna go be live with some World of Warcraft uh playing with my wife. Cool. Just a relaxed stream to just end up uh, and try to not overheat ourselves with this weather. Yeah. Cool. Shoot. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just changed my name on everything, so it, it's it's been a bit confusing. So <laughs> that's yeah. why he's been calling me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we should explain. Yeah, maybe we should explain. His former yeah. name was T H O O T T, Thoot. Yeah. And some moron actually made a some made changed that name into something completely different. So he has to change his whole name again. So before you start changing a, a word you might think does does not exist into something you think is funny, don't. That's just <laughs> yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mine as well. So <laughs> totally oh, rebranding all of a sudden. That's that's annoying. Yeah. Like like my but, former name was Vix Far, as in Vix. That and everywhere I went, people went. Uh, is your fan of Vic Star? 
No. But you. No. Who's that? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> yeah, go vote. Go vote on that click competition. Uh, but true, what, what are you? I didn't. What What are you? Uh, next? Tomorrow around. Uh, what would it be? Uh, uh, early afternoon. I'm probably going to continue with my my uh, Stellaris playthrough. Trying to see if I can explore the entire universe. Yeah, nice. good stuff, good stuff. And uh, I'll be streaming tomorrow also. I'm not sure when we're streaming yet, but I think it's maybe either it's going to be Destiny 2 or I'm going to start up a new game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's so, interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, chat, do we have a raid? And do we have someone who can raid? Because this is British News Network's channel, and I'm not sure if we can raid. If you have a name, I have a name, if you want a name. Someone not, someone with not so many viewers. Someone who hasn't been posted. Is that a BNN cross terminal? Yes. You guys? BNN members, yes. Cool. Cool. How about you, uh, uh, Weird One or Katie or anybody? Do, does anybody allowed to use the... Is there anybody who's mods in here? That's what I'm trying to ask. I mean... <laughs> I think the only mod currently live in the now is the BNN. Yeah. If it is live. And I don't think he is. Hmm. BNN! We can quickly check if he is. Yeah, we uh, can quickly check. BNN, I have free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's in the chat. Uh, yeah, there the, he is. The there room. he is. He heard the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss. Uh, yeah, we raiding. Uh, cross terminal? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, BNN. Thank you so much. And of course, a big thank you to all those who hosted raids and followed this on this hour of Geek End. And a big thanks you to Wachiniman and thank to you. Thank Viking. you for having me. Oh, anytime, Hello. anytime. And I don't know what's going on next week. I have to say, I have no idea. Uh, weird one, if you know who's coming up next week. Or Lola, if you know. Lola, sorry, buddy. Who's our new host? Yeah, we we should be ready. I now. think we're we're in the raid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 